you know, I'd be like having some toxic thoughts in my head. Like that little creep of a uh, future be coming back. Like, oh fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'd be like, no, nah, fuck that. I just don't know. This getting older shit is bullshit, bro. Defund getting old. <laughs> yeah, grown up emotions are fuck are way worse than like teenage emotions. Teenage yeah. emotions is full on irrational. Yeah, grown up emotions have you be like, what is rational? <laughs> <laughs> My feelings are valid, but what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. I might start right before I went on that soliloquy. They'd be like, what the fuck was going on? Yeah, I'm like, what so, them niggas was talking about? All right, so life was life in last week for both of us. And majorly. And it's just, you know, hey, we are real people. <laughs> I was shook. <laughs> I'm still shook. As am I. About it's not even just one thing; it's multiple things. Yeah, like I don't know, bro. Yeah, being an adult sucks. Let's just start there, and everybody's listening can fucking agree. It's bullshit every fucking day. Is the world fucked up? Yeah, kind of. Is life horrible? No, but this shit will stress you the fuck out. Yeah, into where you can't be like, no, nah, you know, I can't even record this week. I, I was not in a good space last week. Mm-hmm. Me neither. And it would have just been some angry, dark shit if I even like if I had recorded by myself. Like that's when I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna call it because <laughs> like I think Thursday I was like, I might have a segment in me, mm-hmm. have a mini episode, and I was like, no, nah, this is fucking bullshit. My schedule has changed twice in a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I was uh this dating shit is just not it's not panning out. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Yeah. It's it's definitely a struggle. And it's definitely I mean I would like it's something about believing in love though. You be like, man. We doing some of the most irrational shit. Ain't just like, fuck. I gotta be me. It's just like something I talked about before. I'm still probably gonna do that. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. You know that about me. Oh, you knew I was gonna still probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's hard I, I, that's why I be having to coach myself every single day B <laughs> bro I have risked COVID <laughs> way past risking COVID right <laughs> we have all risked COVID I probably had COVID right <laughs> 6,000 times at this point bro I've seen so many people getting engaged Hey, bro, we all risk COVID for love. And I ain't gonna knock it, bro. Marriages, engagements, and babies everywhere. I I love it.
with this episode. Fuck it. <sighs> Let's see. I'm just. Yeah, me neither. I, uh, shit, I had. Nobody's time to look at what you sent me earlier. I was at work. Have you seen anything about Tulsa? Massacre? Nope. Really? It's the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Massacre. What's this week? Cooper, don't start with me, bro. Yeah, I saw that it was an anniversary, but we'll... It's... What happened? It's more or less... Uh, the incident is starting to actually be talked about. And, and the full clarity of the situation is becoming common knowledge. Mm. And... Hopefully this next generation will learn about it in school. Which it should have been learned about before. Yeah. Because I didn't learn about it till way after college, to be honest. I didn't learn about it till college when I found out that there was a whole string of like massacres of white people killing hundreds of black people from like nineteen nineteen mm-hmm. through the twenties. Cause you got the red summer of 1919 where you had race riots I believe in 12 different places hundreds of black people were killed one of the popular ones was uh, in, in Elaine, Arkansas where I believe 100 black people were killed then you got the Tulsa Massacre in 2021 then I I think in 20, not 2021, 1921. And I think in 1923 is when you get Rosewood. And there's tons of other incidents like that that happened. What makes the Tulsa thing crazy is, for one, there's some debate about if, all right, so it started where a black shoe shine was on an elevator with a white woman who was working as the elevator attendant. She mm-hmm. was 17. He was 19. Originally it was that he bumped into her and she screamed and he left and they pretty much said that he had tried to rape her or whatever. Some people have said that maybe they were having a relationship and were caught and instead of saying that she was with the black man mm-hmm. said it was rape almost strikingly similar to to kill a mockingbird I never I didn't think about that until I just said it out loud hmm. but uh, so of course they the incident is printed in the white newspaper and they're just like Negro tries to nab and rape white woman. Mm-hmm. And so naturally the white men in the city get angry and angry, go down to the courthouse and like, yo, bring him out here so we can hang him. But in Greenwood, which was the what is called Black Wall Street which was on the north side of town across the tracks where all the successful black people were. Uh, I believe 80 uh, African-American men who were 
who have just fought in World War One, went down armed in their military uniforms and said, we're here to protect the prisoner. So I believe the sheriff was like, they're not going to get to him. Don't worry about it. So after that happens, white people around the state start coming to Tulsa because this nigger's out here with guns. Mm. And so the environment is just becoming a, a, cow, a, a powder keg. And uh, some kind of way, a white man tries to take a gun out of a black man's uh, hands. And shooting starts, and then all hell breaks loose. So a lot of the men had been in World War I. So they were using military techniques mm. to fight. So it was like a full-on race war. Mm. The white men tried to push into the black, uh, into Greenwood. But Greenwood is uh, separated by tracks. Literally the wrong side of the tracks. And they can't fully get into Greenwood. So the black men retreat back to Greenwood. Some of them get into bell towers and high-rise buildings to defend Greenwood with all costs. Mm -hmm. And for, like I think, a couple hours, nothing happens. But people are still coming from around the state. And early that morning... White mobs go through Greenwood, burning everything in sight and killing random black people. Can't make this shit up. In 1921, some of the people that came from around the state were in airplanes and they were dropping bombs from the airplanes on an American city in 1921. Just starting shit. Just evil shit. Then, you know, black people leave, try to leave town, uh, leave whatever they have. They start rounding up black people and putting them basically in a concentration camp or an area where they're detained. Mm -hmm. Leaving Greenwood undefended. And they're just burning everything to the ground. Over $3 million back then in damage. That's crazy. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Fast forward. Well, so uh, the newspaper of the time just has it as two white men killed in race riot. I count the hundreds of black people that were killed in this place. Right, right. That newspaper refuses to even talk about the race riot for 50 years. Of course. So generations of Tulsa kids, white kids, grow up never hearing about this. Mm -hmm. So much so that the current mayor, he said his cousin was running for office in like 2001. And at one of the debates, they talk about how airplane how people were in airplanes dropping bombs on black citizens back in the day. And he was like, that's got to be a lie. No, wasn't. All of it was true. 
the black uh the black residents of the time did what older black people did and didn't talk about the trauma and traumatic experiences unless they were with somebody that was there. I'll never forget when I did, I've talked about this before when I did my history as a discipline class at A&M, my professor gave us an assignment of to take the oral histories of people in our family. Mm -hmm. The one thing he told us before uh, he gave us the assignment when you ask these questions, sometimes they will not tell you. Do not push them on it because they have lived things that you cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. So I asked my parents, my grandfather, and they told me about fucked up shit from uh, Port Gibson that happened and all this stuff that I had never heard. It's like, what the fuck? One of the guys in my class. Um, he was from Chicago and he had asked his grandparents to tell him about life and they were like well we were originally from Mississippi and he's like okay and they didn't go in detail but he said overnight the entire church that their family went to moved to Chicago oh wow what the fuck did they experience yeah. To where they were like, we all got to get the fuck out of here tonight. And go as far as Chicago. Right. Now, there is a pipeline from Mississippi to Chicago for the Great Migration. Mm-hmm. But to make that trip overnight. They meant that. They had to leave. Yeah. Ooh. So. So the black, the adults of that time didn't talk about this. But the kids who witnessed it. When I grew up, talked about it. A couple weeks ago, one lady, well, she's 107. She spoke at Congress and gave her account of what happened at the Tulsa riots when she was seven years old. Her younger brother is 100 years old Oof. and was also there. Them niggas still living? Yes. That's crazy. And I got to say her name because that would be rude not to say it. Viola Fletcher was seven years old when white mobs ascended in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her testimony in front of Congress, she talks about everything that she witnessed. She says every day when the sun goes down, she can hear, she can still see the bodies laying on the ground and the screams. She can hear them. A hundred years later. Yeah, man, that's some trauma that. And meanwhile, there's a group of people around this country who are saying that they don't want to talk about critical race theory. No, they just don't want to talk about racism. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want to accept that there are people, they always love to say, well, were you a slave? Yeah. Were your parents a slave? Yeah. It don't fucking matter if they were fucking slaves. 
there's a woman living that witnessed her entire her entire city burned. And you have to live with that. And the way a lot a lot of white people try to escape accountability for this type of shit is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Or, or try to oppress themselves or just absolve themselves of any responsibility of try to take the spotlight off of the real trauma and the real tragedy and and put it on themselves or right and act like it's like oh people are being mean to white people now so it's just like it's just like jim crow get the fuck out of here my boss my previous boss that was him he (laughs) he made some statement about how uh, I guess he didn't consider himself white because because don't tell me he said he was Native American. <laughs> no, they even, love that shit. Even more stupid because his family was from Germany or some shit. Like and and how he felt like a minority and and man. He's from Mississippi also. What was he born in Germany? No. See? Even still. Most German people. But I was, I was thinking like maybe he was born on an army base. Are white. <laughs> Nigga, you still white. Right. Like, I don't care how you slice it. It don't matter how you felt like you were a minority, you ain't a minority, nigga. Why do white why don't white people want to be white? That's the let's let's dig into that. What is like, are y'all really ashamed of being white so much that y'all like when people say they're a spicy white? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's it's only now that we've brought so much attention to how shitty <laughs> white people have been and can be towards people of color. People don't even want to be white no more. Nope. Bro, being white was the shit and still is the shit. I don't say, I'm not saying I want to be white, but being white in this country is way better than being black in this country. Really, it's the Black Lives Matter movement and the stem of things that have happened around it that is starting to make white people feel left out, I think. Hey, bro, y'all can change more shit as an ally that we can change fighting for our fucking lives. The last year proves that shit. I'm just like, yeah, of all the things like racism and discrimination should be something that you are glad to be left out of. But right. Like, bro, it's not that cool. And then like, all right, what's the one black privilege? We can say nigga. Right. That's not fucking cool. (laughs) You can say it too. You just might get your ass beat. Hey, that's what I tell. Like, hey, you can say it too. <coughs> Ain't nobody stopping you from saying nigga. Oh, but you might get your ass. You know what? Let's bring back kicking people's asses too. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. A lot of people would not do a lot of the stupid ass shit they did if they knew they might get their ass kicked. Mm. I thought about that because on Twitter, I know you, you cut your Twitter. I might cut mine later. Yeah. People have been. 
uh, talking about one of the topics people have been talking about is uh, throwing uh, people in the pool and why you shouldn't do that. When did that come? Where? How did it started? Because you know, every time summer come. People start resurfacing memes of pool parties where niggas ain't in the fucking pool mm. for numerous reasons that we have talked about in this podcast. And hey, we are why rehash old things, right? But so there's been a a, tr- a treasure trove of trash ass niggas who have been like, I mean, that's where I just start throwing people in the pool. And then so people have been posting pictures of like black men throwing women in pools and stuff. And like. Why Why would you do this? Women rightfully have been calling niggas out for this for a long time. And other niggas who wouldn't say they're enlightened, but they're on the whole, nigga, you scaring the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> why would you throw anybody into exactly. a body of water? And people have died and been paralyzed and all this other stuff from you like playing around pools. That shit's not funny. And they were like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all just soft. This generation is just soft. We're like, no, nigga. Respect people's fucking bodies. Why would you just pick up a random woman and throw her in a fucking pool mm-hmm. to impress your stupid ass fucking friends? Yeah, don't do that. But it also goes back to the whole thing where niggas be trying to impress, trying to shit on women to impress their friends. But that led me back to we like niggas gotta start getting beat the fuck up for shit like that. That's a life or death situation, especially yes. knowing that there are still plenty of black people who don't know how to swim. Exactly. And it's not their fault. Right. Like, and it's tons of people. And then people were, I gotta get off Twitter because I just read the comments. It's like, man, who raised you fucking <laughs> savage ass fucking bums? It's like, I mean, they shouldn't have been near the pool if they didn't want to get thrown in. Or it's tons of, and then it's tons of pick me as women. I hang out with my friends all to, all the time. We don't ever go to a pool because we don't want to get thrown in. <laughs> it's, yeah. We got to come up with a new term for pick me stuff. It's got like, it's got a sting like calling them Uncle Tom to a, a nigga who be like, you fucking coon. <laughs> we got to come up with like a name for a sellout woman that's better than a pick me. <laughs> it's got to have the sting of old school racism and be like, you fucking coon. <laughs> a pickaboo. A pickaboo. <laughs> <laughs> Not a jigaboo, a pickaboo. <laughs> I actually love that. <laughs> These pickaboo ass women. <sighs> Ooh, dude, I like that. Yeah, you you might have you got one. You was, got, was I in my Birkin on that? You're in your Birkin. <laughs> pickaboo is definitely gonna be the name of this. <laughs> uh but yeah, like people just from a standpoint. It's just fucking creepy to yeah. just want to grab somebody, especially. I, and I just feel like a lot of people be fighting back. The video when I, they don't want to go into the pool. The video that started the whole debate, like this woman was like fighting this nigga off for like thirty seconds, and I'm like, how the fuck? I don't ever want to inflict pain on a woman, 
And I definitely don't want to fucking make her scream. No, no, no. What the fuck? Would you just be like, yo, I'm going to continue to throw this woman in the pool because my niggas got to laugh. That goes back to uh, respecting fucking women and listening to them when they say no. And then, so, like, this one dude is like, bro, <laughs> some of y'all ain't got no fucking game. Y'all just be trying to grope women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's 100% fucking true. That is a lot of it. And then, so women, of course, liked it. This one dude was like, uh, he pretty much tried to call that dude like a beta male or whatever. Be like, you just trying to kiss up to women and all the shit. Like, no, you need to listen to niggas like him. Yeah. Because y'all are out here living foul as fuck. And it was, I was thinking, I can't remember the last time I saw somebody throw somebody in the pool. Me neither. That's some nigga shit, though. Niggas will do that with, uh, like, men will do that with other men. But it's real, like, that's some, you got to grow out of that in high school. It shouldn't take going to high school, but I mean. You would think. I just, people got to start getting punched in the face. (laughs) Way more often than not. Yes. All these people that be just going up in Walmart and stuff, yelling in people's faces. Oh, yeah. Also, them people. Sock them hoes. Them people that be saying, like, them white women or white men that be calling people niggers and stuff, and y'all fucking videotaping, get the fuck out of here. I wish a bitch would. Bro, I am as peaceful (laughs) of a nigga. (laughs) I am essentially a black Buddha that drinks a lot of beer. But I will set this motherfucker off <laughs> if you fucking call me a fucking nigger. I'm not you videoing the shit. You gonna have to pull me off. That's that's how it is. Yeah. And I'm not wishing that karma in front of me. I'm not wishing that I have to do that. But yeah, they fucking with the wrong ones. Also, I, I feel like a lot of that shit don't be happening in the South. It's too many niggas out here. <laughs> now, subtle like racism, they'll do that shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like that's old news for the but South. That, <laughs> that overt, like, hard R call us somebody nigga. Mm-hmm. You, hey, now you might whisper that under your breath when you get in the car, but hey. Niggas got, people gotta start getting punched in the face. The great equalizer with men is there's always a bigger man <laughs> there's always an MMA fighter or a nigga that know how to box that could whoop your fucking ass these are facts that's why I feel like women need to fight more <laughs> y'all be saying slick ass shit to each other and just let that shit slide Ooh, we. if you start punching these bitches in the fucking face <laughs> I would have too many bitches to fuck to punch in the face <laughs> hey bro Somebody got to do nah. That's why you got to do that <laughs> shit when you're young. Nah. <laughs> I'm just giving the worst advice in the world. Be like, what the fuck happened to him last Toxic. week? Toxic. Like, yeah, you got to start punching bitches in the fucking face. <laughs> Ooh, we. We going to see how well this ages too. <laughs> hey. Sometimes we just be in our feelings and it manifests in different ways. <laughs> Well, Juice went on a rant about the Tulsa riot and then started talking about punching Punch bitches in the, in the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
the dichotomy for me. Right. <laughs> it's the dichotomy for me. <laughs> Let me see if I got one more. We won't go home empty handed, at least. <laughs> on the pool. I mean, on that pool there, they said throwing people in swimming pools and Negroes in pools in general. <laughs> um, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> I was like, Negroes in pools. Um, the Cam Loops residential school bodies thing is another thing that broke this week. The who? In Canada, it was position of the Canadian government in the 1800s up through the, the 1900s that Native Americans or indigenous peoples or what they refer to them as Indians mm-hmm. should be removed from their families and taken to schools to unlearn their native ways and be taught how to live in society as white people. They essentially viewed it as what they called killing an Indian. So this was all on purpose. Mm -hmm. So these residential schools, as they were called, were all around Canada, full of Native Americans. Well, indigenous peoples, First Nation peoples in Canada. Recently, at one of the schools, they found the bodies of 215 children. What? In a mass grave. What? So, Canada is coming through and apologizing and all of this stuff. And people are starting to learn more about the residential uh, schools of Canada and how this continued up until the 1970s. What the fuck was happening? They were taking these kids from their homes. And just killing them? They were putting them in these schools where they were abused and all Mm -hmm. this other stuff. And taught to forget their native ways. And then they were adopted by some white families and other stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are people living today who were in these schools. But this one guy said he spent eight years in a residential school. And he was talking about he mourned for the bodies and the people that will never know died. All of this shit is coming to a head now. And the reason that all of these people are fighting against stuff like critical race theory, even though they don't know what the fuck that is. Because chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah. Y'all ass is going to be on blast. Yeah. And they coming for checkbooks also. Because this was government sanctioned genocide. This and Tulsa and all the other shit. Mm-hmm. About damn time, right? I hope it actually becomes something. But yeah, that that shit was so morbid, and then I just thought that, that broke the same week as 
100th anniversary of Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. And then they're still looking for mass graves. They don't know how many people died in Tulsa. They estimate anywhere from 200 to 500,000. Um, 500 black people were killed. Mm. Shit's. <sighs> still happening. Yeah. It's still happening. And. Yeah. You can't uh, put your head in the sand and just act like the world around you isn't this way because of this. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess that's the final thing. There's also been some pushback of just a recap of the last year since it's been a year since George Floyd's murder. Just some of the recap of Things that happened in the last year and how companies make pledges to Black Lives Matter or to several different organizations and people were printing shirts and all this shit. And there's this black designer. He, uh, can't remember his name, but he did some bags. Anyway. The bags had in systematic racism on them. Oh, I've seen those. But that's how the bag looked in real life. What? So, like, they were apparently built really bad. And they were sent out late. And I can't remember his name for now. But people have just been running. Oh, Brandon Blackwood. He uh, Is that all that he's known for? Is designing those? He's just been doing quote unquote luxury bags and luxury leather items. <laughs> quote unquote. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so he made $30 million in revenue this oh, past wow. year. Oh, wow. And people have been talking about the quality of those bags. But we're going to have to look back and realize about some of the things that we were doing because we were all hurt. Mm-hmm. And people definitely profited off that trauma and going forward it has to be some kind of way to reel this in yeah I mean exploitation of people's pain like and I remember last year we both discussed how on Instagram when we were uh, talking about some of these issues we didn't use the face of any of the victims And we've been pretty steady about not trying to advertise with uh, pain in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing I can't think of is the episode we're talking about, Nigel. I did use his picture and I named the episode after him just because I was personally affected by it. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't want to. Um, exploit pain, especially pain that we both feel mm-hmm. as black people. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have that. I agree. Everybody. That's why we can't have. That's why the thing that always is on Twitter or Facebook is like black capitalism will not deliver us. It's because of shit like this. 
Niggas who's trying to line their pockets. Yep, all the time. Now, there are good people out here who are donating money to causes and using the proceeds to go places and use it to fund the movement. I'm not talking about them. But when you just throw in systematic racism onto yeah. <laughs> onto a fucking leather bag. I'm I'm honestly tired of seeing that <laughs> just on a handbag in general. There's another one too that's like protect black women. Yeah, it's like in uh, almost like graffiti Embossed, paint. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's different kinds. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's I don't know. It's just awkward. I'm tired of this performative bullshit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's not artistic. It's not quality. Yeah. It's not funding any movement. Mm-hmm. It's just niggas trying to get get one. Get your money. I don't like that shit. I don't like it when people are just making slave movies or people are just making movies about we're we're gonna make it horror. We're gonna make it racist at the mm-hmm. same time. <laughs> Jordan Peele got one off on us and you can't recreate it. I was just going to say, get out. That is it. And that's a classic movie yeah. because it had never been done that way. And it was done so tastefully that it made up a whole new world of calling somebody a coon. Just be like, you're in the sunken place. <laughs> Pe- <Straight up. laughs> People were flashing coons with uh, cameras just to make the joke and be like, oh, this nigga's in the sunken place. You can't mm-hmm. recreate that shit. Yeah. It's a cultural moment. Yeah. But now you got niggas just fishing for bullshit. For money. And I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to watch or support this bullshit. It's just like I, st- I get all these Instagram things about uh, if I die riot on a shirt. Why the fuck would I want to wear a shirt that says if I die riot? kind of energy am i trying to send to the universe okay i was gonna say like it's hard enough being a fucking black man you think i want to joke about oh i might die i don't want to be talking about hypothetical death no especially because it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility for either of us it's very much a great reality and i don't I don't believe in tempting the devil or God. (laughs) (laughs) That power of the tongue manifestation. It's life and death in the tongue. (laughs) One day I'm going to go back to church. (laughs) The church is in you. (laughs) God is in me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, this is different, but, uh, DMX's uh, album came out last week and I was like I'm not listening to that shit I have a weird thing about uh, posthumous albums where I'm like uh, especially this close after his death what I will say is I did listen to Bath Salts on repeat for days that's the one with Nas and Jay Z mm. Nas ripped the <laughs> fuck out of that verse and Jay-Z was like, eh. <laughs> like, apparently it was like a 10-year-old track. And that Swiss Beats asked Jay, did he want to rewrite his verse? Jay was like, nah. That, that's why I fuck with home, though. He's like, nah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Nas is like, bet, nigga. He went and rewrote 
straight flames, and I I respect them. Uh, DMX's verse was okay, but it's it's just not the same. But even that, like, I feel like that makes me feel icky. Yeah, it, I mean, like I said, it's just too soon, and and then they have another track. The only other track I did listen to was <clears throat> the one that he has. It had Benny the Butcher, Conway. And uh, West Side Gun from Griselda. Mm. And their verses were monster. And then that DMX verse was trash. <laughs> and I was just like, see. This is why things don't need to be done posthumously. And why? Because we don't want to. Why are they giving out Nipsey verses and Pop Smoke verses to everybody? Everybody. They're both going to be on the new Maroon 5 album. What the fuck? Look, and I want to know how much these niggas are paying. Top dollar for sure. The Nipsey song that was on uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which for some reason feels like came out a million so, years ago. <laughs> uh, I have no problem with that verse because I mean, it's uh it's with Hove and Hove and Nipsey were close. I have no issue with that. What the fuck? Look, maybe Nipsey was a secret Adam Levine fan and he was a part. He loved songs about Jade. Maybe, maybe pop smoke, uh, loved. I'm trying to remember their other. I was like, I can't even think of it, but, uh, maybe Pop Smoke Love moves like Jagger, <laughs> but it's just something about this that I don't. It don't feel it don't right. Feel right, yeah. Now, granted, PJ Morton is in Maroon Five, which we always forget. <laughs> but he's not. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like it's a cash grab. Yeah, for sure. Cause it don't make no sense. Yeah, like we know that these people didn't do this at their own will. Like, right? It's not they're just like, oh yeah, man, I'll be on your track. Right? It's like, <laughs> like who signed off? Who agreed? And I don't know if they just feel comfortable because they've made all these songs with these other niggers. <laughs> Yo, this episode gonna be crazy as fuck. Oh, Jesus, it is. We might get canceled, but fuck it. We back, baby. Um, we, we say that every week. I know. See, I gotta quit putting that energy out there because eventually I might get fucking canceled. Maybe get, punching bitches in the face wasn't the right thing to say on this Ooh, episode. Sheesh. <laughs> some, bitches, some bitches deserve to be punched in the face. <laughs> That's so problematic. See, I had to, I had to co-sign in the bullshit. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's just some things I just don't. I feel achy about, and I don't know if it, the worst is like what them re-releasing Prince stuff. Because I know Prince. Didn't want some of that shit. I didn't yeah. know Prince. Let me say that first. <laughs> but as a Prince fan, yeah, I was aware of how he, he viewed intellectual property. Mm-hmm. 
And this is totally against. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't know. World's fucked up. Music game's fucked up. My life's fucked up. I gotta be me, Kim. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.